Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Southerton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Bowl and Jeff Hyatt. Now here is Father James Thayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. You know, I have always wanted to be a Protestant pastor. Well, not really. But I would love to have a church with a marquee out in front with a sermon title on it. Because this Sunday, I would put out on it, now what? Now what Sunday? Because for the past two Sundays, we have had themes of repentance and forgiveness. Right? The publican and the prodigal, and uh, the publican and the Pharisee, and now the story of the prodigal son. And now we have the last judgment. Well, now what? The gospel, in fact, gives us the answer to now what? What comes after repentance and forgiveness is good works, deeds of love and mercy. Faith without works is dead. Christ gives us the answer. At the last judgment, you will not be judged for your good intentions or how many church services you attended, how much you tithed, how many times you went to Antiochian camp, but only for the righteous deeds of love and mercy you did to your fellow man, human beings who truly need your help. Words are cheap. Deeds are precious. Words are cheap. Deeds are precious. And as the English have a wonderful statement uh, saying, they say, sweet words don't butter the parsnips. (laughs) That is, talk all you want. The parsnips still need to be buttered. Faith without works is dead. St. Gregory Palamas wrote, and I quote, it is pointless for someone to say he has faith in God if he does not have the works which go with that faith. The radicalness of this lesson is Jesus Christ, the God-man. He identifies so completely with us, with our humanness, that he makes it clear that when we visit the prisoner, when we feed the hungry, When we clothe the naked, we are visiting him. We are feeding him. We are clothing him. The gospel lesson tells us to seek out the least of our fellow men, the least powerful, the most broken, the least distinguished, the most degraded. There is where we serve Christ. Indeed, there is where we find Christ. And we are not called to or asked to choose or to judge, simply to serve. 
When we visit those in prison, do they have to be innocent? <laughs> and are we innocent? After all, all men are sinners. Some sins are crimes. Do they have to be unjustly accused or convicted before we condescend to visit them? Do the poor have to be what the Victorians used to call the deserving poor before we serve them? No, not according to the gospel, simply to serve. In all of this, we follow the example of Christ himself, that love is not simply an emotion, but an act. The fact of love must be shown in the act of love. St. John says, if any man says he loves God and hates his neighbor, that man is a liar. And again he writes, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Brothers and sisters, do not neglect or disparage works of piety. If we thought that services were irrelevant, that icons and sacred music were unnecessary, that creeds and prayer were optional, it would be analogous to a drunk who wishes to be sober but says that and says that sobriety is the goal, but the 12 steps are irrelevant, meetings only if you feel like it, etc., etc. What nonsense, as any reformed alcoholic knows, without the big book, without following the, ten steps, the 12 steps, without attending meetings, sobriety would be only a dream forever unattained. And for Orthodox Christians, we need the sacraments, the services, the discipline of our holy church, or else sanctification in Christ will only be a dream forever unattained. And our Christian heart is ever turned toward our neighbor in need, not only because Christ serves such people and we seek to imitate him, but because in the deepest sense, as I have said, they are Christ. If Christ is perfect man, he is like us in every way but sin. And if he is perfect God, then we are like him. Each of us carries within our soul the image of God, and our task, and it's not an easy one, is to see and find this image of God not only within ourselves, but in our fellow man. Another way of saying this is that we carry within ourselves the icon of Christ, as well as that of Adam, who was, if you read the book of Genesis, the first son of God. And because God created us as creatures with free will, we can choose either to polish and brighten that icon of Christ within, or we can follow Adam in sin and disobedience. But if, as redeemed in Christ, we obey him, 
then we can be freed from selfishness, materialism, vanity, etc., and truly be his children by adoption and grace. The now what is our tireless service to our neighbor. By this service, he will separate the sheep from the goats. Brothers and sisters, we should tremble at the thought of the dread judgment seat of Christ, and we should realize that time is short and running out. Hasten, my brothers and sisters, hasten to deeds of charity and mercy to any and all in need. Our Lent and our life will be perfected by good works, especially to the least of these our brethren. Let me quote to you a particularly dark passage from Vespers last night about the Day of Judgment. Alas, darkened soul, how long will you continue in evil? How long will you lie in idleness? Why do you not think of the fearful hour of death? Why do you not tremble at the dread judgment seat of the Savior? What defense will you then make? Or what will you answer? Your works will be there to accuse you, your actions to reproach and condemn you. O oh, my soul, the time is near at hand. Make haste before it is too late and cry aloud in faith. I have sinned, O oh Lord, I have sinned against thee, but I know thy love for man and thy compassion, O oh good shepherd. Deprive me not of a place at your right hand in your great mercy. Pray that we never neglect the now what of good deeds, that we might be counted worthy through God's mercy to sit at his right hand in his eternal kingdom. Amen.